to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with the Resistance Chicks. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is June 20th, Tuesday in the year 2023. And tonight we have a great conversation with the resistance chicks. This is one of these that... Well, what can I say? You're going to have to buckle up and see where it goes. It's going to be pretty exciting. It was a great interview yesterday, and I think you'll enjoy it a whole lot. Patriots, before we begin, one thing that's absolutely critical right now is to understand the risk of the times in which we live. These psychopaths are continuing to destroy everything that we rely on, and one of those main targets is food. Patriots, if you think you don't need emergency food, listen up. Our federal government recently revealed the truth about the coming food shortages. According to the USDA, fully one-third of America's annually planted crops won't be harvested this season. Severe droughts and fertilizer shortages wipe them out. That means food is going to get scarce and expensive. Is your family prepared for that? If not, now is the best time to stock up on emergency food with My Patriot Supply at discount prices. Go to preparewithbards.com and you'll save big on each four-week emergency food kit you need for your family. Each kit has a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now before it is too late. This is a limited time offer and the deadline is approaching soon. Go to preparewithbards.com and get free shipping too. You'll never forgive yourself if you make your family suffer. Go to preparewithbards.com now. Well, Patriots, food is a critical issue, as you know, and it's something we're going to have to take very seriously because this is one of the weak points in everything they have. Now, we are literally in a war, and we'll get to the conversation here in just a moment. It's a great one. But I want to highlight a piece that I came across here a little bit ago that's extremely disturbing. This piece is about four minutes. I want you to listen to it. This lays out the effects of this vax in the most draconian way, really showing you what's emerging and what's happening. Take a listen. Well, it's story time, boys and girls, and it's not a good one. If you know me, I'm in the medical field and I'm a numbers guy. So this is not good. Cancer.org. Okay, scoot over. Cancer.org, in 19, we have a chart for the United States of the four major cancer groups. I circled younger than 45, the cancers, because I'm gonna be honest, in the medical field, this is not your typical age range for any cancer upticks. I mean, cancer is bad in any of these age columns. We don't want it at all. But when you start talking about statistics and data, this is this is an odd age range to have cancer since. But so we, we look at this, like what's going on, okay? now. In 19, I'm looking specifically at the breast uh, for female category because I care more about our females. They populate the earth and uh, they feed the young, okay, with their with the breasts. So look at in 19, 26,660. Now, if you're like, okay, well, what's our baseline? Like, where do we start at? Well, let's start here. 
And then I'm not, again, it's not a bash. This is, you'll see where I'm going with this, okay? Okay, so in 19, let's say our baseline is 26,660. That's not good numbers, man. I want zero, right? Let's look at 2020. 2020, same chart, cancer.org. Okay, I circled the years and the same column. Look at the bottom. All right, so you're like, James, it's the same, damn near. It's actually 100 less. We're coming down. Okay, so we're tracking baseline 19, 20, 26,500. Okay, what happened in 2020? What was introduced that usually, but took like a year to get it really fully ongoing with most people? And if you know anything in medicine, how long does stuff like this introduce to the body, this particular kind of thing introduced to the body? How long does it take to like show itself if anything's going to be abnormal with the body? Okay, let's look at what comes next. 2021, same website, same chart. Look at the bottom, 26,510. Oh, James, it's not going anywhere. We're, we're baseline and tracking at the same. It seems like we're going to, that's what we got every year. It's a thing. That's what we got. Okay, 2022, take a look at the bottom, 47,000. Now again, numbers, 19, 20, 21, here, all of a sudden, spike, double. So something happened, something happened. You can't, something off, something's weird, something is different, something is going on. <clears throat> so um, we're never going to get the truth on the jab and its side effects when they don't do studies on them, other than just telling us the studies they've done shows efficacy. So something is going on now in 2022. What all, oh, James, that was just a fluke. That was just a fluke, you know, it was a bad year. It was a bad year, 2022. 2023, cancer.org, they don't have the same chart yet to look at because it's not done yet comprising of the data. So it looks like this, same website, look at the bottom. Female breasts all the way down, 297,000. 297,000, and the year ain't over yet. What the fuck is going on with cancer and the breasts and things like that for females? What's going on? You can't be a brain-wearing, having person, okay, wearing. You can't have brain and be like, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, that's just what happens. We just, you know, it goes like this. Okay, so just to point that out a little, little closer here, that's a problem. Something's going on here, and it's not 19, not 20, not 21, 22 and 23. There is a huge boom in cancer, especially in female breast cancer in younger ages of 45 and down below. What, what happened? We know what happened. This is the effects of the vax. And we're starting to see the long-term impact. That is an increase of to 297,000 in six months. We haven't even finished the year from 26,000 in 19. All right, that's 10 times the amount in six months of this year, and it's still increasing. We haven't seen the end of this, and this is going to be unbelievable. Just buckle up. You think you're praying a lot now for, for people getting well. Wait till we get to the end of this year. That's about all we're going to be doing. Man, I'll tell you, it's insane. Okay, a couple other quick things. Number one, Duncan has a fundraiser. It's a moving wedding and medical fundraiser. And you can find it at Joseph Duncan, Joseph Duncan 
on Give, Send, Go. So he's trying to raise $5,000. I don't see why we can't help him get there really quickly. He's doing really well. He's at 2900 This is to help he and his mom and Raina all move into their new house, which they have in Kentucky. So I think that's a good thing to contribute to. So if you're so inclined, head on over to Give, Send, Go, and I'll put a link below the podcast after tonight so you can find it real easy, and then you can go over there and help them out and donate a little bit or give them some prayers, whatever you're so compelled. That's pretty good. Another thing, on Thursday, which is supposed to be the same day that the entire world falls apart, according to some people, Shemaine has decided to introduce her book at the end of the world moment, which is great. But Shemaine's new book is going to debut on or go on sale on Amazon on Thursday. So I think it's Killer House. So head on over there and pre-order or get there, whatever, on Thursday. And then when the world falls apart, you're going to have a great book to read because the lights will be out. Make sure and get some candles. The lights will be out. You can read a great book, learn about your killer house, which she brought to Bards Fest, which was awesome. And you won't be lonely or bored. It'll be great. It'll get your brain going while the whole world goes into rioting and everything else. It's awesome. But anyway, head on over. It's going to be, it's a great accomplishment. Congratulations, Shemaine. Um, so it's Killer House on Amazon going on Thursday. And the last thing for you, just because you need to know, is that these psychopaths are probably gearing up to do something crazy like drop the grid, maybe even do an EMP. So I'm going to tell you, patriots, you need to head over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Save $50. You get free shipping. Right now, Memorial Day sale is still on, is still site-wide with an additional 10% off. You can get these EMP shields for your ATV, for your RV, for your whole house generator, for your whole home, and for your radio stations like ham radio stations. They're there. And they're fantastic. And your vehicles. So we have them on our vehicles. We have them on our ATV. We have them getting them on our house. You need to get these on your place. They are great insurance for what's coming or what may come. Hopefully will never come, but you never know. And the last thing you want to be is that one that goes, oh, everything got fried because I didn't spend a few hundred dollars to get my EMP shield. So head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Use your promo code BARDS. Like everything else, We've got to be prepared for the unknown, which is very difficult in this type of war. But we know that we are dealing with psychopaths. We know that we are people dealing with people that want to give, wipe the humanity out as much as possible. And they enjoy the suffering of humanity. So don't let them have it. It's a good precaution all the way around. Plus, if we have a solar flare or we have a lightning bolt storm, it protects for that too. So it's all good, all good around. EMPShield.com, promo code BARD, save $50, free shipping. Take advantage of it right now, 10%, an additional 10% off site-wide, which is awesome, okay? With that said, it's now time for a great interview. Men, women, buckle up. We're going to get into some stuff tonight. The Resistance Chicks and me. Well, Patriots, we have got a great day today. And that great day is that we have the Resistance Chicks right here with us, and we are going to have... I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be a Holy Spirit show, totally on fire. We've already started getting warmed up today for the last 30 minutes, chatting about all sorts of stuff. So all I'd say is sit back, buckle up. If you need to get a drink, get it now, because you're not going to have time before the show's over. And we are going to absolutely have a Holy Spirit event. So ladies, welcome to the show. How are you? 
Hello, Mr. Kesterson. It's so good to be back with the Bards family. We love you guys. Oh, this is awesome. So we are um, going to have to cover a lot of topics today. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We so do. We do. We have a lot of stuff. I, I think let's just start with what we were talking about a minute ago, because I think the important thing is to understand that we've got you're feeling it. You're, you're getting on fire. We, we're seeing a major shift in the tide of events coming out of yes. Bards Fest. You know, I'm on fire. Mm. And in that was just such a ref, a replenishing of the well, with the way I would say it. It was bringing people in, um, just as I think I shared with you, but Brad Cummings opened on Thursday morning. There were over 30 people that made an altar call. Over 30 His people. His speech was on fire. I listened to it live. It was awesome. And so from there, it just got more intense, right? So we kind of... We brought, as I see the arc of the the event, right, the story arc, it's like people came, they needed to be replenished, they came to the altar, and from there, everything kind of just built in momentum. Yeah. We had Sergeant Major Joe Vega that night, we went into Anthony, to Pastor Anthony Thomas with a powerful pastoring and deliverance experience, and we went to Mark, we had uh, Mark and Tina who gave, he, he gave a prophetic word, we had yeah. Dr. Frank in there to fire people up with getting things yeah. going, we had... Uh, Myron Lizer and Dottie Lizer up there from the Navajo Nation. We yes. built we built a bridge which was incredible with the Navajo Nation, which is just yes. opening amazing ways. We're gonna even we're even talking now about establishing a church on Navajo Nation, which is incredible. And then we closed with uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, which was literally like troops. This is your team room talk. Buckle yeah. up. And then we literally we closed it out a Saturday with going to Marysville, which is, that's where Anton LaVey had his satanic church. We prayed into the, the memorial where the veterans memorial was and then broke into teams and walked the city praying out demons and casting out Get spirits out. and doing all things. It was practical exercise at a spiritual level of excellence. That's what I would say. That, that is exactly awesome. what we need to be doing as the body of Christ. If we, if, if we start doing that all across the world, we can have these problems fixed like that. We just haven't been doing it. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm super excited. Where we started this last week when we were talking about was really, and we saw a lot of it happen, but we've been talking and you and I have been talking about the, the increasing importance of raising up men. Because yes. this is the hour. I mean, this has been a fight. And I, I want to just kind of open this up to you guys. This has been a war that for the first part, men have been just besieged. And I yeah. really hit on this last week is that we've misinterpreted, in my opinion, from the from the conventional church perspective, because mm -hmm. we're burdening men with more guilt rather than empowering men with the tools to defeat the enemy. Mm -hmm. So that is a quotable line right there. Oh, OK, well, right. We're it burdening men with down. more guilt rather than empowering them with tools to defeat the enemy. Bingo. Yes. I mean, this is this is such a real war. Why would the enemy not go after men full force? They are the protector of the family. So instead of going to church where you're like, exactly. you, you're watching porn, you're going to hell, you sinner. And it's like, how about if we say this, son, you're watching, you're 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 being affected by a demonic attack. We've got to dislodge that demonic yeah. attack. We have to get your armor up. We've got to give you the weapons of war to fight back. And guess what? It's going to get worse. The closer we get to this, to defeating this enemy, you're going to be besieged. And the stronger you get, you're going to be attacked stronger. So you have to be mightier in the sword of the spirit. That's 
That's the power of how we address oh, this. Wow. And yet we're sitting over here on the side going, oh, I'm so brokenhearted. I just discovered that somebody was watching porn. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like forgive, move on, empower, raise up, attack, fight back, work together, pray into this, break the strongholds, rip away the chains that are binding, get rid of those demons that are infecting, and now give the tools of power to step into this mighty battlefield and slay that enemy viciously. So I'll turn it over to you now. There you go. Come on. Here's the deal, Mr. Kesterson. If we take the church approach of, if you're looking at pornography, you're sidelined, <clears throat> we will lose almost all of our men. Because I can guarantee you the numbers out there do not lie. The statistics are there. Like 75% of the men in church are struggling with porn. Why? Because the devil is trying to attack 75% of men in churches. Okay? We don't have time to alienate them to send them off into now there's some people if y'all have committed like literal crimes maybe y'all need to that's we're talking about just looking at a computer screen looking at pornography okay fine we have to equip you to be able to fend off these attacks and it's a two-pronged approach scott kesterson has a heart for the one which he just laid out which is the spiritual which is taking down these demons we have to do that there is there's a lot of spiritual warfare that has to happen in order to break these bonds but it can be done and it should be done then, and the then you got to fill it then you have to fill it because the bible says if you just leave that room empty seven more come right back so what does god want me to do so the, exactly and, and so the church is so focused even in their programs for this, oh, I hate in it. the don't do, don't do, don't do, there is an amazing ministry down in Kentucky. It's called Pure Life Ministries. God love them. We have sent people there before. It's for men that have had, you know, all kinds of sexually deviant things, porn, pornography, but whatever. But they don't fill, they but put they them right back into the world. Exactly. Exactly. They are not filling the void. And so Leah just made a very good, this is the question you need. I want y'all, men, if you have an issue with nobody's looking, nobody cares, grab yourself a pen and paper. I have this problem. I, so, so first we're going to do the spiritual warfare and we will get into some of that today. I think that that's really important for us to break some of those bonds off with you guys. After we do that, take your pen and paper. And I want you to ask God one thing. What is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want you me to be only doing? looking at pornography because, because you are not, not fulfilling with the God call on your life because the world has been transferred from the kingdom of God that our founding fathers came over here. They fought and bled 1776 and they gave us a nation. And then industrialization came on. The Fours, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers. Do you know what they were doing? Do you know what Four was doing? They were literally channeling the demonic. When you had that third industrial revolution, the Rockefellers with that rocket full with with the with the standard oil. Do you know where they where the where it was uh what's his name? Jack Parsons literally was channeling the God pan when he got the formulation for rocket fuel. So first of all, we have to say, God, where did we get off track? And how did we get here where we're surrounded by all these demons, where we're surrounded by all these scantily glad women? Okay, okay, we're here now. You're, you guys watch Bards Nation. You guys watch Scott because your heart is here. So if you're watching Bards, you're already a candidate for God's high calling. Oh. And he already has you ready and prepared. He has land for you. He has a job for you. He has a family for you. And when you recognize that it's the devil, if 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 you're if you're a, if you're out west and you're taking your kid your family on the Oregon Trail and you're surrounded by Native Americans, are you gonna sit there and just let them shoot and kill your whole family when 
you recognize and you see with spiritual eyes where the where the enemy is coming in. Oh, I'm just going to go work in this job in this corner. I'm going to do the one hour commute, and while I'm and I'm going to come home, I'm so tired, and you're going to get stuck on this phone. But if you wake up every day, you're like, God, what do you have for me to fills my soul? I'm going to go out and I'm going to be in my bees. It will fill your soul greater than you could ever imagine. I'm going to plant this plant. I'm going to plant these crops. I'm going to, we need men to be working with steel and working in sawmills and working in, in, in really? doing things with iron. You don't have time. And when you come home and your wife is like, honey, wow, you're looking pretty strong today because you've been working in a sawmill and then things happen and then it fulfills you in a way that you never never thought it could be we are having church up in here Woo! okay come on now here here is the deal okay there is a satanic force that has pulled men from their families and put them in cities and so number one above all else i can guarantee you all of you men that are having these porn addictions this is Number one, you are not fulfilling the, I'm wearing a shirt for those of you that are on audio because I'm going to upload this video later. <laughs> I respect the pigness of the pig. Joe Salatin. Everybody, there's, I. so what does that mean? It means I'm not going to put my pigs in confinement. I'm not going to raise them on concrete because a pig should be out rooting. They should be in the woods. They can, Most heritage pig, all heritage pigs can live on grass. Even regular fair pigs can live on grass, right? Like, so what is a pig designed to do? What are chickens are designed to scratch and they're designed to have a rooster to show them around. Cows are meant to be out on grass. This is embracing the cowness of the cow, the chickenness of the chicken. And Leah and I came on Bards today to tell you that we embrace the, the manness, manness of, of the man. man. Perfect. Okay. You need to learn to embrace the manness of your manhood. Okay. And what does that mean? You are, listen, I built, this is actually, you guys, you know, because we've been on this show before. Leah and I can do anything practically uh, around the house. I can do plumbing, electrical, drywall, like you name it. But as far as an actual construction project from floor to finish, I have never designed and done one by myself without a dude, without a dude. I did one this week. Uh, and it was a, it was a deck slash platform going into a pool that we put in, um, Mark Baker, Baker's Green Acres says we need to learn to do cold plunges. So there's a whole line for why we have this above ground pool. So I built this thing and this has happened on every project that I have ever done at night. When I go to bed, I'm working it. I'm working that project. I'm seeing the angles. I'm seeing, I've, I've got a challenge in my mind and I can't. I can't get around it. It's all I can think about until the project is, is accomplished. Three-way switches. They will make you want to curse God. Okay. So sometimes when I'm working on an electrical project of three-way switches, I'm like, I will lay in bed at night. That's what I'm thinking about. Okay. And I'm a female. What do girls, y'all, we have, they say it's hard to understand women. It is. It's not that hard to understand men. What are they thinking about? What I just, they are working on problems all the time. And when you don't have a problem to work on, when you don't have a, a craft to do, to be thinking on, to be focusing on, then you, the you're eyes, opening the door to the devil. You're exactly, yeah. I exactly. don't answer the devil's play. And so when I, when, what I started off to say without that, all that rabbit trail there is these men that are having these problems are not fulfilling that God given creative spark that is inside of you that keeps your mind focused on what god wants you and to do and it's not just enough to move to the country because a lot of people in the country have porn addictions and all these different things it is what is god designed me to do it's hooking up with god and saying god 
what do you want me to do? It's putting your feet on the floor and saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. What are we going right. to do today? And when you're excited and the Holy Spirit ain't no high, like a Holy Ghost high, because the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost high don't stop. Okay. So we got to get, let Scott talk Okay, now. Scott, go, go ahead and jump awesome. in at your show. This is what this is though. We're at a point right now that we need men, strong men more than ever. And the argument that I make many yes. times, I made this when it was extremely unpopular to make, which was like 2014, 15, is that people were being lured into the greatest trap, which was Second Amendment. That what ends up happening is that mm. when you become focused on the sword of steel, metaphorically, you don't lean into first the sword of the spirit. And so when we combine the combination of oh, the obsession yeah. of the sword of steel with the breaking of the economy and the breaking of particularly the man and the lead of the family, you're thrust into a, a netherland of just unknowing what you should do. Your job was stripped away from you by design. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't yes. a knowledge right. by many of how to start a business. You're overwhelmed with the bills. You're overwhelmed with debt. You're overwhelmed with a family now that doesn't know how to operate in this new environment. You've never built sustainment models around you. Your anger starts to fuel. Yeah. You start to be led into an area with everything that goes intentional. This is all PSYOP. We're going to take your guns away, which pivots to I'm going to get more. I mean, it's 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 the reverse psychology, right? Yeah. And we saw that because every single time, like Obama was the greatest profiteer for the gun industry ever. All he had to do was say gun out of his mouth and people run and buy a thousand more rounds of ammo and 15 more guns, right? So, and I'm not in any way, yeah. and I, when I say this, because this message always gets convoluted or missed, we have the second amendment for a reason. And it is, as I've said so many yeah. times, Peter had a sword in the garden and was never rebuked for using the sword to cut off the ear. But Jesus demonstrates the power of the Holy Spirit and as we lean into that first, we're reminded of this fact that, as Jesus said, sell your cloak and buy a sword. We always are armed in this world. Yeah. The kingdom will be taken by violence, and violence men will take it by force, literally, right? This is, this is a violent world we are in. But we lead first and foremost with this powerful sense of the Holy Spirit and the love of kingdom. And there's your next thing that they've done so strategically as they've converted love into gay, lesbian, LGBTQAI plus nonsense that becomes physical, corporal, and pornography driven. It's all lust of the flesh. The love, the power of love of kingdom is such yeah. a mighty force. We don't even appreciate it. And we have to let go of everything that we've learned. Yeah. To be able to lean into what love really means, to understand that love, faith, and the mm -hmm. power of destroying the enemy comes from a compassionate and a meek warrior heart, which is a mighty warrior so profoundly strong as Jesus is that he can cast out demons, he can give compassion to the, the weak and the sick, he can raise up those in need, he can remind people of their path to go and sin no more, and then in the mighty moment, flip tables and walk into the temple, and even greater, set the greatest trap of all, as he understood, as Father put on his heart, that the only way to break the covenant was to sacrifice himself and literally detonate the greatest spiritual nuclear bomb we have ever seen, because everything is broken. All chain, all things are shattered, at that moment and all you have Come to on. do is accept him Preach. and to go forth and do great things the warrior in christ is within us and that's what we need to empower in men 
So I have like a million things going off. I'm going to try and just hit a couple of them with what you just inspired inside of me as you were talking. Men, I want to just speak to you for just a second as a female. There is no greater love than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friend. And I'm going to add to that your family. When you see that not just pornography, but today that's what we're talking about. It's, it could be anything. It could be even the fiat dollar. It could be your job. It could be anything that, that the devil is using to get a demonic attack and stronghold into your house. But when men recognize that pornography lets in a literal demonic being into your demons. home and it will latch onto your children, it Literally. will latch onto your wife, yeah. it will latch onto your property. When you see that, then a warrior rises up inside of you and says, not today, devil. Right. You don't get to come into my home. You don't get to come into my family. You don't get to enter into my children. You see, there's people talk about generational cur curses. We can have a whole show about that. But most of what we see when we see kids today suffering from the same things as their parents, it's just because the parent let the devil in onto their children. Okay, it got on them and it got onto their kids. Generational curses, yes. But right now, what we're dealing with is you just opened the door. So I want to empower you as men that as a warrior of Christ, the greatest thing that you can do, literally the most manly warrior thing that you can do is to protect your family from the demonic forces and not let them in and to provide for them. And I keep thinking about like we, what we have is we have pigs, Scott has cows. When you think about the fact that here I am raising animals that feed my family. There is nothing more pure and more beautiful. Here's the deal. We've got pornography where you're watching two people and maybe three <laughs> or 10 or 20 and child, whatever it is that it goes all kind of crazy. Dudes, crazy okay. Uh, can I just jump in and just say something? Dudes, if you understood that you watching men do doing things makes you homosexual, maybe you it might literally have comes up out of you. Okay, like you watching a dude naked makes you attracted to men and that makes you homosexual. Even if you're watching a dude with a woman, yeah. You're then watching that you're, you're getting off on watching a naked dude. So let's That's just, if you start there. You have, if you see the deme demon for what it is, if you see how evil something is, if you, would you put a little pentagram on your ceiling and, and light some candles and say, Hey, demons hang out here. That's what you're doing when you open up that gateway. No, but if you recognize it for that's what it is, we, I always have, I know this is a horrible analogy, but if you look at a pile of poop and you put chocolate over it, are you going to eat it? If you know that something is is demonic, if you know it, then you're you're repulsed you're repulsed by it, and that revulsion will turn into power, and then you can then you can just and it's gone in an instant. But I want to give you some tools. This is what we were talking about with Scott. I said, Scott, everything that you are saying, please keep saying that. Let let Lee and I come on and say the other half. And the other half is this: we Scott knows this because he's watched calves be born. What that will do. Even when you watch the mating of animals, it will purify your mind to see what it, why God created this act and what it produces in children life. and little calves and little piglets and bacon seeds. You see that life and you see the process and it will literally, and I mean literally cleanse your mind and kick the dem demonic force out. Okay. So that's why when Lee and I are like, men just need to be part of God's creation. Here's the deal. You know that the sword of the spirit, and I was talking to my friend Catherine about this, the sword of the spirit is what? The word of God. When God created the earth, what did he do? He spoke. So that means that Scott Kesterson, as a human being, is the word of God. My pigs are the word of God. Scott's cows are the word of God. That grass is the word of God. So one of our greatest defenses as the word of God 
is to be embracing it and working in it and being involved and getting your hands in the soil, growing plants, harvesting your food. Every time a plant grows, did you know that's the word of God? It it, it happens, we'll say 6,000 years ago, however you want to say, how many, whenever it started, when Jesus spoke, it continued. And every single time anything grows, it is obeying and enacting and becoming and, 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 and epitomizing the word of God. So what is one of our greatest defenses against the enemy? Not just the word as in the Bible, as we know it, the word of God or the spoken word of God or the spirit of the prophetic, these kinds of words of God. One, one element of the word of God that we are missing is God's creation is literally the spoken word of God. And it is one of the greatest defenses that we have against the enemy. And that is why he has tried to pull your sword, men, from your hands, which is just getting in the soil, raising animals, and getting your kids out there. A lot of you, and I'm going to speak to, to moms out there, maybe you don't have a husband, but you've got a son that's that's suffering from these issues. You start praying, please get me a way to get my son out to the land in some way, in some manner, do whatever you teach him how to grow something on a balcony like we were raised in apartments. Men need to be enacting a, 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 a diminutive, but it's a dominion over nature. A created a creation, the creation process. It's, it's, yes. it's what God Take put, dominion. you know, Adam and Eve in a garden. Cause he knew that was the blessed, the best, the, the, the best. And so when you're you read Deuteronomy 8 and you read Deuteronomy 28. These are the blessings. We are in, in the new and better covenant. So when you look at the land promises, oh, that was just for Abraham or that was just for the, the Israelites. No, now we have all the land. Now it's all the blessed. Whole it's not just a little tiny piece that the fighting over the Middle East. The whole planet is God's. He is reconciling the earth back into himself. And we are his stewards. Okay, when you die, is the planet going to say, they enacted God's blessings when they were here. You know what? Those trees are, are want to sing and praise God with you. Okay. And so this is a major shift. And let me just add in a little bit of prophetic word here. God is not going to make it as difficult as it seems because why, why are we preparing for something to happen? We're actually preparing for something very good to happen yes. because God is going to remove a lot of these high places and we get to be part of that process. So when you're, when we're talking about these cities and we're talking about people being stuck in traffic, something is going to happen. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an EMP. I don't know if it's a financial collapse. God's going to make it easy. And, and a lot of people are afraid of this happening. Do not be afraid. That is God fixing it and God's great reset. God is going to reset this because he needs to reset it back to, uh, you know, the Amish have a lot of things right. Uh, my friend uh, Catherine said that they just had a horrible storm and, well, they did about a, a year ago and all the, everybody's roofs were damaged and they're still waiting on uh, the insurance to pay for the, the roof to be fixed at her work. But the Amish, all the men came in and every single Amish roof is fixed. Okay. Because they're not because waiting on insurance. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how to tell you how much Michelle and I are just screaming for men to rise up because we have a deck built. We have some chicken coops built. I'm, we talk about this all the time, but it's so important. Michelle and I do as much as we can do. And this is, this is, this is the, the thing. And we are strong Viking stock. I am not going to make myself weak to make a guy look strong. Okay. That's stupid. Scott doesn't do it. Scott has us on and Scott's like, be the best that you can be. Right. But men will always be faster, bigger and stronger. And so I see because we are Swedish. 
I see Viking women and Viking men. And, it, and, and everyone knows, you know, Thor is going to come in stronger. Okay. But we don't even have, we don't even have librarian men like where, <laughs> you know, so we need you to learn these skills and work with the Holy spirit on how to build things and how to do things, because there are so many things that we want to do. Like, let's say I, your, your wife would like a bread oven outside. Well, she could really use your help in building it or a chicken coop. And you, maybe your wife wants to, to raise chickens. We need that. This is the, there are roles for men and roles for women and they often overlap. Okay. But in that help meet, did you know that word help meet? And I was talking to um, some Native Americans, chief Riverwind and his wife, um, that word help meet. Edzer Kinegdu. Kinegdu. Okay. What it means is that word uh, help me is, is the same two words that when you meet together, it's when uh, Israel would have another army come and join them in battle. It's a warrior. It's a warrior. And actually God is said to be Israel's help meet. Okay. So your wife should be helping you as in a warrior in, in a battle moving forward. And we need you to do the man thing so that we can do what God has called us to do. So if you don't have a wife or you don't have a husband, how do you start enacting this stuff? You know what? There's single moms out there. Yeah. There are grandmas out there. There are a lot of women out there that really could need use men. a man's this isn't hand. Just about marriage, you guys. We need men are amazing and need and, and need to be that heart you know what god said he said true religion and undefiled is Just to do take what care, take the, care of the fatherless and the, the widow fatherless and the widow why because we are weaker because women need men yeah. they always need men they need they need men to provide they need men to protect they need men to build okay they need I, men to be stable when we go a little quick right yes that happens true. that's right women Women are never going to have a barn raising. And if they did, it's not going to look very good. Okay. Because they might, they the, might have a little shed raising. A shed, a little shed raising. We could do that. We could do that. We could do a shed raising. Okay. And that would be a good thing, a godly thing for women to do a shed raising. But there are things that men need to do. And we need you to stop looking at porn and start looking at building plans. That's what she said. That's how she said it. And I'm telling y'all, I'm so fired up about this. It's not even funny because I was raised by a single mama. We and, and it wasn't until we actually had good godly men. And this is a very pure thing, guys. I'm talking about married men that came into our lives that are my mom's age, that showed us and honed in our skills over the years. My uncle who lives with us, he's disabled physically, but mentally, mentally he taught me how to solder. He taught me everything that I know about plumbing and, and a lot of things about building. When men come in, even if they are physically unable to do it, but they just bring a presence that like they just bring a presence. Men have spiritual gifts that women need. And the reason why, and I'm about to preach here and Scott's going to get very happy with what I'm about to say. You women, stop it. Y'all just stop it. Because I know doing? when you see a man chopping wood or you see a man doing all this stuff and then all these things inside of you just start going boop, 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 boop. And you get super excited and you think, you think that that just must be God speaking to you because I think that that man is for me because he makes me feel good. No, you have just been so starved for the fact that men don't do man things. And the first one that you see, you think he's the one for you. He ain't, he probably is not the one for you, okay? So what you need to do, women, is put yourself in check and say, you know what? I am going to only enter into a conversation with this person so that I can bless and minister to them. And I'm going to tell y'all something else. Don't be going alone. Don't be doing all this crazy. Listen, 
Because when this starts to shift and it is going to shift and men are going to start coming in and helping women, it must be of the most pure heart of I am doing this to minister to or to be ministered to. And I'm going to accept the gift and not expect anything else outside of the gift that this man has come into my life to help me do the thing that I have been praying for and not to be my husband. God has created in women a in a marriage the desire when a man does something wonderful and builds something for you, you would like to reward him because of our- Make him a sandwich. Because of our fallen society, that turns sexual. Yes. Okay. And for women, and I didn't know we were going to go here. For women, I will tell I you- I feel like it needed to be said. Oh, the, the problem is, is most women aren't like Michelle and I. When we go places, <laughs> men are shocked because they're like, wait, you don't have an agenda? You're, we, we can be friends. Women's husbands are no, are no safer than with Michelle and I, and I'll tell you why. Because that nothing makes me happier than to see a marriage. I, that makes me happy. It breaks my heart. See, and, and when you know God's heart, we're, we're all in a, we're all in a different place right now because we don't know God's heart and God's good things. It's the poop covered in the idea of, of, of flirting with somebody else's husband is literally poop covered in chocolate. It breaks my heart. Because God put those people together. And I I literally fight to the death to keep people's marriages together. Let me together. tell you something else that Leah and I have honed in. And maybe it's our mom. Maybe it's the spirit of God. I don't know. We don't even flirt with guys that aren't We're married. Single. Because I know when I see the person that I'm supposed to marry, I will know that person. I won't even flirt anyway. But I know when I see somebody that's not called me my husband. So why would I flirt with them? Because, because, they're, I, they're, because that means they're probably going to be someone else's husband, even if they're single. And women, you need to know this. So we're talking about women in ministry and there's a big old thing in the Southern Baptist of women, women should be pastors or women should Here be this. Go. And I will tell you this, women, your job is to, when you're in the presence of anyone, is how do I draw them closer to Jesus? Not Where me. is it? Do they have a weakness? Can I pray for you? Can I intercede for you? Can I can I pray for your kids? Can I pray for your family? You know, when can you I pray for your future wife, that's not me. Exactly. How do I how do I minister to you? And when you when you recognize that Galatians four says there's neither male nor female, you know, you're you enter into a spiritual place. And I'm not talking about being super spiritual because we need marriages and we need people to hook up. I get that. Okay. But it's got to be done in God's plan and in purity and in righteousness and holiness. And all of these marriages are all discombobulated because you entered into them in the flesh. And then you ask God to bless what was in the flesh. And that's what's happening in our elections. That's what happened is because we keep trying to enter into the flesh and then we get into a problem and we ask God to come and fix it rather than the foundation. So what Scott is doing on Bards and what he's doing, what he's trying to teach you guys is the restoring the ancient past is about restoring the foundations. The foundations are any relationship that I'm in, it's going to be because the words of my mouth are God spoke or, or the words I'm speaking to you are going to be life and love. And we can do this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I love you. I praise you. I worship you. And I see your soul and I see where you're seated in heaven. And when you're walking in the prophetic, then you can see people's futures. Okay. And you don't want to mess up people's futures. You don't want to be that person that pulls somebody into the flesh. So, uh, Scott, I want you to, I don't, I'm sorry. We've taken over your whole show, but I feel very strongly that I do need to say something here to, to women. 
and this is really important. And Scott, you can't say this on your show. And this may make some people uncomfortable, but it needs to be said on your show. And that's why I'm here to say it. So I want to speak to a lot of these women out there that listen to your show. You're a single mom or you've never been married and you hunger for just a man to hold you, to yes. do all these things. Yes. And you, and it is your fervent prayer. I need a man to help raise my children. Mm -hmm. I need a man for this. I need a man for that. And, and you feel it so strong inside of you and you cry at night and you cry and you're like, God, why am I alone? Why am I doing this by myself? I have goosebumps on my face. Mm. Okay. Cause I am feeling it. Thank God I've been placed in a family. I've got my mom, my sister, my uncle, I'm good. But I know this feeling because I saw it in my mom and I've seen it in other single women. I feel that feeling for you and with you, but God doesn't want to leave you there. And how do you get out of it? By shifting your prayer and your desires. Instead of praying for a husband, oh, wait, Michelle, wait, I need a husband. I got to pray for the hang on. No, 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 no. Mm. You need the things. First of all, God will hold you. You don't need a man to hold you. God will hold you. Start praying for God to bring, maybe there is a, a, a godly, you know, dude in his seventies and he's alone and he doesn't have anybody to take care of. Pray that God brings somebody like that into your life that actually will be a mentor to your children and then fulfill the things that you need done and then ask God, God, where can I minister to? Maybe you find another old lady that you minister to. Not a man, because if you've got a weakness, don't ask for a man to minister to. Ask for a female, someone else. Where can you give into? Because we are designed to give and to see that gift be received very well. So I want you to guys to start shifting your prayers instead of praying for God to bring you a husband, because he will. Because God knows. He said, God says, I place the, the, the fatherless in families. God knows that you need a husband. But when that is your number one desire, instead of the actual things that a husband would bring, then you are missing out on the gifts that God wants to give you. So you are, and this is a straight up word, prophetic word from God right now. A lot of women are missing out on the fulfillment of the things that they need in life because they're only praying for a man. That's like asking for a fiat dollar to do all the things that God wants you to do instead of asking for God to just bring you the thing. Hey, God, just bring me the thing. I trust that you are going to hold me, that you are my husband, that you are my provider. And so when you shift your desires and your prayers from I need a husband to fill this void in me, because then you've just entered, your, you have a hole inside of you, okay? I'm straight up. When I get married, I'm offering a whole person to a whole person. But it's taken years because I've had holes because my dad was abusive and all of that. But I've had to fill those holes. But if you as a female are asking for a husband to come in and fulfill you, then you're about to offer him something that's a negative. And a negative times a negative does not equal a positive. So that's this is something I really wanted to speak to these women because this is we need to shift where you're asking God for things. And Scott's not your guy. And Scott is not your guy. And that's all right. But he has someone as equally as amazing as Scott for you, and it will come in his perfect time. The burden of where we are is not men or women. It's both. Yes. And we've both been misled. So this gets into Jezebel's spirit because it's mm -hmm. rampant right now, and it's growing, and Jezebel's spirit ties into Ishtar. I mean, I don't know how it's just many, many things right now. Um Leah, you wrote something yeah. yesterday that just smacked me when you texted me and you said, this is the month of Ishtar's birthing. June. Ishtar's month is June, yes. And she was the goddess of pride amongst many other things, transgenderism and all of it. 
this this is a, a power we have to start resetting and as you were talking this is really what's put on my heart is that we're missing the gift in the midst of the storm oh okay so this is where we are right now and we keep looking at the failed family mm -hmm. which it is the family's broken but we're missing is it has to be broken in order for god to rebuild it yeah it has been built on on the foundation of sand i was blessed i have an amazing parents and that just it's an anomaly in this day and age it just is. people that are married together for over 60 years it mm -hmm. is just an anomaly today but it shouldn't be but in order for us to get back to that every sort of babylonian value has to be shredded yes. everything that we worship falsely has to be torn apart and we have to face the world alone a naked and literally afraid yeah. and that is almost like back to the garden yeah. Because we have to now look into the world and say, okay, God, where do I go? Mm -hmm. And in order for the blessings to be received, we have to accept him in fullness in our heart. That's yeah. men and women. That means we have to learn to work together, not try to seek each other to jump in bed with. And <laughs> it is such a powerful thing. The, the, the image that I, and as I've shared with you, some of what's come out of Bart's Fest, and I shared it last night on the show, or which would be Sunday night, um, planting the flags that everywhere we set a Bards Fest now we are planting the flags. It is the mission of Paul. These are now the new kingdom strongholds everywhere we go. That does not have with it a definition that everybody there is going to be married and quite contrary to that. The image part of this that God keeps showing is these are communities with women doing the strength of what women do, helping nurture, helping raise up. We're going to have orphans. If people aren't seeing that, Quit worrying about being a single mother. You're going to need community on, and children need mothers. We are seeing people dropping dead left and right and it's happening all over. So we have, we have to start to realize that we're being thrust into a new era. This is literally yeah. Exodus 2.0. This is literally yeah. flood again. I mean, yeah. it's a flood of a different kind, right? right? And we're having to rebuild, which means we have to reconsider what we're doing. And God is putting before us this profound transformation if we will accept the gift and if we will walk through the doors that only he can open. And that means that we first and foremost, everything we've been saying here, we put our eyes on him. Yeah. And it is through Christ to the Father. And when we do that, we begin to understand that the longings, the nurturings, we have to be purified. Yes. All of us are so racked with this demonic influence. And yes. these spirits of influence are massive. They're powerful. They are, they're literally serpent type and they are wrapping around people and they're holding them and they're pulling them. And worse, it's kind of like uh, something you'd see out of a sci-fi movie because once they get in, it's like a slow infection of black goo through the body and it starts to move through and it starts to corrupt the heart. And as it starts to wrap around the heart, it blurs the vision. And we can no longer see. So we think that we're going forward when, in fact, as Satan does so well, it's the father of lies and whispers. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're just slightly turned off course. Satan doesn't have to take you off the narrow path. All he has to do is tell you to take a step to the left Come or on to the right. and preach it. Right? And once you get to that edge, suddenly you find yourself, it's like, wait a minute, I'm, not, I'm no longer climbing the mountain when you finally wake up. This is a time right now that men and women alike need to start looking at each other as members of the same army. You're part of a platoon, you're part of a squad, you're part of a company, a battalion, and you're working together in concert. We are in the middle of a war. I take it from experience, take it from a guy that's been in there. 
the worst place you ever want to witness somebody getting in a relationship is in the middle of a war. It's mm-hmm. fake. Right. Yeah. All of your value structures are flipped upside down. Your wants and your needs are wrong, and your motivations are completely off off point. So you're in a war. Nobody should be seeking a relationship right now. Nobody. Wow. And right now, everybody's oh eyes need to be on the total victory of defeating this enemy to raise up humanity and trusting, which is the fundamental issue of fear, fearlessness, trusting that God will deliver. Yeah, in know, this Scott, life or uh, beyond. Michelle and I can speak to this a little bit. We can we can speak this more than anybody on the in the face of the planet, probably hands um, down, hands down. And when I would flip over my Bible, it always seems to land on First Corinthians seven, and I say, God, please stop this shenanigans. What is this? First Corinthians seven is about marriage. It's about singlehood, and it's and it and, and Paul says something very interesting. He says, I wish that you were like me, single. Why? Because a married woman thinks about the things of this world and how she can please her husband. And a married man thinks about the things of this world and how he can please her wife. But in this present distress, they were so in some distress. What then. Paul was talking about, there was there was uh immense Christian persecutions. Nero was coming on the scene. They were gonna be they were dipped in candlesticks, they were they were dipped in oil and dipped in oil and lit as candlesticks. They were uh Nero had uh caught Rome completely on fire, blamed it on the Christians, and he rebuilt a Colosseum to which they took Christians and they put animal skins on them, and then they had lions come and devour them. That's not the proper time to be getting married, okay? So what he's saying is for that present distress. There are different eras and different times that we live in. And for right now, and I do say, and I can say this, and I don't really think about it too much, but it's true. The Bards women, I know a lot of you are very single. <laughs> I know that many of you have had failed marriages. And all you do, because I talk to you and I love you dearly, uh, is talk to me about how much you love Jesus and how much you want to minister, and how, but how much you want to get married, every single one of you. Okay, let me tell you something. You need to start embracing why are you single? Because God, I'm going to tell you something. Michelle and I have been in your boat and that boat is destructive it's depressing. And it's that black demonic and dude it that is, Scott just um, That is the devil. As much as it's uh, the devil pr- whispering to in a guy's ear, who's in that lady just hot? Look at her legs, whatever. Like that's demonic. And women can go, oh, that's just the devil speaking in your ear. But when you sit and you wallow in this, I'm just single and I just need a man and I'm just That alone, is the devil. That same exact demonic spirit speaking into your ear. So you need to say, get thee behind me, get Satan. And what you need to do is this. You submit to God. You say, God, your will be done in my life today. I will serve you because guess what? There are people in China right now, okay, that are being arrested and put in jail and killed for their faith. Mm -hmm. All right. And we are headed down that path. Okay. And you're like, but everybody else around me is getting married. And well, a lot of these married people are not fighting the fight that you can fight. They have, they've decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have my kids and that's great. But they're not able to fight the way you can as the single person. They're not able to get up like Paul and just travel wherever they want. Because you can't just do that if you've got 10 kids, okay? Or or And you can't just take your infants wherever, you know, you're going to, uh, Scott's going to maybe out of the country. You know, there's different things that you can do and different things you can't do. So for right now, every single one of you 
put a, put a hold on the marriage thing and just submit to God and say, God, show me how you can fulfill that part of me. Because what you're saying is I have a hole. And you say, God, I need, please fulfill that hole. And he will, because he put a God-shaped hole inside of you. And you should be, here's the thing. Every woman should be married about 20, 22, 23 years old. You should have a great loving husband. You should have a passel of kids. You should have that nice, beautiful life. And that is what we're, that is what we're this generation for. is fighting for. And so the founding fathers knew that they were laying down their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor for the next generation. The pilgrim mothers, they, I, I think it was 16 out of 24 or something died on the way over. They felt like they were laying down their lives for the children to walk on their back. But did you know that their children had like 11 kids and they had families and then their kids had a better life and their kids had and a better yet, life? While you're getting into that, and then we'll toss again, Scott's show back to him. With the pilgrims and Scott's been there, there is, a, tell them about the actual pure marriages that happened out of necessity. Yes. So there are times when uh, a husband dies and a wife dies. And it, when the pilgrims came over here, they had to have family units and they only had so many resources. So the women, when you're in a place and when you're in a position like this, where you have to have somebody who's washing all the clothes by hand, making all the food, and you have men who are, are doing all the building. And it needs to happen within, and a, it household. Needs to happen within a, a household because women, it's very, very, very difficult for women to be single in a, in a survival situation in, with no, it's just difficult. So they would, if some, if a wife died and a husband died, marriages would happen pretty quickly because it was it was the right way. It's because be two I, families with like five kids each coming together. The husband needs somebody to take care of these kids. The, 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 he needs somebody to cook. He needs somebody to clean. These are necessity marriages. And, and, and God might do a necessity marriage. But right now, we're not in that place. We don't have necessity marriages right now. Okay? And so it, it, every single situation needs to be addressed strategically. And uh, uh, and allotments need to be done and correctly and you need the general and you need the holy spirit to show you how where am i supposed to put my my efforts and my forces right now here today i had no idea that this show was going to take this turn but it obviously is very very important because i think that this is one of the most difficult times for people because you just feel it whether it's a man or whether it's a woman like scott said this is coming from both sides so this conversation scott oh, is, wait, is anybody else talking about this this is this is okay so when the system falls okay and then 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 the original purpose for marriage mm -hmm. the foundation you'll do it right yeah, you'll oh. be okay oh. so that god is waiting for people to do marriage right so like men would move out West and then they would send for a bride because they needed somebody. Cause if, if I've been outside working all day and then nobody's made food. Okay. And it takes time to make food. And, and, and my mom does my laundry. You thank you, mom. Okay. You, you need these things. And so men would send for women and they'd have mail order brides because you, and because of a necessity and that's your, the, the balance right now is marriages will happen when they, need to happen the way that they are supposed to happen. That's when they'll start happening. That's yes. the reset we're in because the whole system has yeah. to fall. I think the, the biggest thing we keep hitting on here, which is so important, is truly the emptiness because so many people feel it. The emptiness is real. It's the hand of the devil. This is literally how he wins. Yes. The reason that happens is because we lack the intimate relationship with God. 
We just don't have it. We don't understand his voice. We've moved to be the voice of the physical world. You know, it, when, when we read John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in, in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. That is your fulfillment. And when you're walking in that space and the authorities yes. that are declared there, it's not about me. It's always about the Holy Spirit through us. And when we're filled that way and our eyes are on Christ, God brings us together in for incredible things, but to enhance the kingdom, not to enhance our physical desires. Right. Come on. And that's all we got to say. Why did God make two one? To, to create a godly seed to continue on moving and advancing the kingdom of God. Exactly. Okay, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these men were praying to God, okay, God, how do we advance your kingdom, all right? That's why God puts these families together to advance the kingdom. So God wants you to have a kingdom marriage. Oh. And in order to do that, you've got to be a kingdom-minded person and you've got to be able to do kingdom and and move the kingdom and advance the kingdom for others before you get the before you get the the picket fence and all these different things we're in like scott said we're in the middle of a war this is a war right now you guys they are coming for your kids they're coming with pitchforks and and pointy ears they are chopping off children's genitals if you if, if you don't have time for childish games okay <laughs> this is it this is the time the time is now okay the time is now for you to get into the presence and the power of god and scott god has been showing us and your bars nation you guys are grasping onto something Dem, dem, tearing down demonic strongholds in your mind and not giving a place to the devil. If you hear a negative thought, if that negative, that depression, you've got to cast down that thought. You you have to do these steps. The first step you do, submit to God. How do I do that? If you're feeling negativity, if things are going bad, if your cars are all breaking down, if you're getting angry, things like that, stop. Submit to God. Holy Spirit, show me where, forgive me for my sins known and unknown. This is very key known and unknown show me the sins that, that might be there there are probably sins that you don't know that you've committed things you've doors you've opened so you ask him to forgive you shut the doors uh that need to be shut open doors that that need to be opened okay you submit to god you resist him you rebuke the devil okay you don't need to fight the devil you don't need to talk to him that that thing that keeps going around and around in your head stop it you're engaging with the demon stop engaging with the demon oh come on okay stop talking to it okay say i've submitted to god resist the devil he will flee 100 of the time might come back you do it again until you build up that wall and that 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 demon is gone and we cast it scott and i've been talking about this for days and i actually was in a scenario last night i was writing it down and i did what scott's been telling you guys and what he told me on the phone not only have i i've already been casting these demons to the lake of fire but i i gagged them and said you can't say anything else other than jesus is lord what you, i literally wrote that down what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I thank God my mom taught me this when I was a kid. I bind and gag you, Satan, and I cast you out into the, the fiery lake of hell. I bind and gag you. I cast you away. And why do we bind and gag the devil? Because like Scott said a minute ago, the devil's number one tool has been the same tool he used against Eve. He will whisper in your ear and he will get you to doubt God. That's his only weapon against you. Did you know that? That's the only weapon he has against you is to get you to pronounce his curses on your life. Oh. So the devil can't make you sick. 
Only sin can make you sick or you are speaking life over other people. The devil, if you're a Christian and you're bought by Christ, he can't touch you. Okay. The devil keeps attacking me. Well, what bears your open door? That's okay. Because what, what the number one tool he has, the absolute number one tool is for him to whisper something in your ear and then have you speak it. This is important what you just said, because this is where I think so many people are led astray. And it's that once they accept Christ, then they assume that everything is going to be okay. That like my armor's up, everything's good. I've been, I've been purified in the body of Christ. I'm on my way to heaven. Let's be clear. The minute you accept Christ, you just put a target on your back. Come on. And there, Satan's coming after you and all the demons are coming after you. And it's never going to get easier. It will be the more that you fight and in for the kingdom's business, the more you're on point. It's like trying to say that you're in a squatted assault on a building. The man on point is how, somehow going to have an easy day. Every single time the guy on point comes up to that door to breach it, he crosses a barrier that he has to ask himself, will this be the day I die? Mm-hmm. It's a righteousness in the heart that carries us, and there can be no fear. The guy that kicks in the door has no fear. If he has yeah. fear, he can't lead his team. Everybody in the stack, though, behind him knows that if the breacher, if the front point guy goes, they someone has to step up to fill the gap. That's literally the war we're in. And when we start to realize this and understand that there is a remnant out here, and I've been alluding to this a lot on Bars FM, and I, I look, I love everybody that's here. But there's a part of where we're going as Bard's nation, planting the flag, setting up kingdom strongholds. I know not everyone will follow. I'm okay with that. I love you. I pray for you. We want you part of the community in any capacity you have. But in that motion going forward, all of those that are willing to plant the flag, all eyes on Christ. Everything else is put aside. And for men, and it's a really big deal because you have to start seeing these places where we're coming in and we're building kingdom strongholds as a community. And that's the replenishment place. That's where you come back after whether it's men or women in the field. There's no sexual anything. This is coming back to get prayed on, to get fed, yes. both spiritually and physically, to get replenished, to go back out again. This is a real war. The problem yeah. is that because of the nature of this war, People have been so deeply programmed that wars take on the physical structures of a fire base. You have to wear a uniform. You've got to have a gun. You've got to be standing on on the wall to shoot the enemy as they try to come at the breach. You're going to go do patrols in the village. You're going to get ambushed, all those things. Well, all that is happening. It's just happening in a completely different form. And the problem that we've ended up with is that our churches, the pulpit, the dead stone walls, and and, and the, the marshmallow pew has ill-equipped God's children to be prepared for the war we're in. This is Ezekiel 34. God says he will judge the shepherds first. Come on. And as he judges the shepherds, then he will save his children. And then between his children, he will make judgment amongst his sheep. Mm -hmm. This is where we are. So the shepherds that are out here, and I say this just boldly, if you're at the pulpit and you are not preparing for the time of this war that we're in, you are not providing your flock with the tools of war. God help you. Literally. What are those tools of war, Scott? This They're, is literally, twofold. we are literally, and it's 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 so simple. And, and as to quote Dave Bryan, this is the short list, by the way, the short list, which is spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. And then that other great little term I love so much, greater works than he. I have no idea what that is, but I'm like, I'm going for that one. Go for the mountain. 
never yeah. stop. And when we embrace those tools and start to understand that this is real, that this war is real, we do this every Friday now on, on Bended Knee. And the witnessing of, of, of miracles is happening. God is showing us the power of this. We focus on prayer. Once in a while, I raise the dead. It's okay with me, man. Whatever God leads, we shall do. We had a father that about two weeks ago we prayed for. Doctors gave him 10 days to live. Doctors are now overwhelmed, cannot explain where the cancer went in his home in a live world. Oh, praise Come on. God. Okay, awesome. this is the power of our prayer and our, our embracing the authorities given to us by Jesus. And it is said, you know, Jesus says, you haven't even prayed to the Father yet. Yeah. Pray in my name on my behalf as a representative of me yeah. and ask for what he wants because he will hear you. Then we do this other thing, which I call the McDonald's version. We're like, okay, well, where's my, where's my Big Mac? Mm -hmm. I don't know when it's coming. Do you have faith? Mm -hmm. Do you have faith? And whatever, there's a part of this that is God's will. We still, we have authorities that he will listen to and he will, he will do. And he, we will loose that on earth. But God still has the ultimate say. It's kind of yeah. like, okay, cool. But that's not my plan, but I hear you. But that does not mean you go unheard. It may take a different form. And that's, we, our problem in this world is we have fixed God in a box every time we turn around. Yeah. So when we talk about marriage, you've already, you both have said it. Marriage is an aberration of sexual relationship. My parents have been married for over 60 years. That happens because they gave themselves to a greater purpose. They gave themselves to a greater mm -hmm. cause, a greaterness in kingdom. And however you translate that, that's how they've walked. And it's a powerful walk. We are seeing failures of marriages around here yeah, so I much. And then we get the single point blame. Well, yeah. my marriage is falling up. Marriages are falling apart because men are addicted to porn. Marriages are falling apart because of something else. I got news for you. Marriages are falling apart because eyes are not on Christ. Marriages are falling apart because you're not building oh, through Jesus. So you're building through yourselves. And you're asking yourself, why am I unfulfilled? Well, because basically, I'm just going to be blunt. Sex rolls old. Sorry, it wears out quick. And all that if sexual infatuation you have, you'll burn it out in six months. Then what do you got? Okay, nothing. It's it's empty. Yeah, then nothing. you're trying to struggle with nothing. what do I do now? Because you didn't build it on a house of the faith, yeah. the rock of faith. You built it on sand, and now you're in quicksand, and it's starting to pull you down. And you're like, what do I do? And then they get distracted, and then you try to find fulfillment. And people find it different ways. Marriages go flat. People talk. They they translate marriage too often as I've got to endure, struggle, suffer, endure because nothing is right. It's not happy, but that's what I'm supposed to do. These are all the wrong aspects, and this is exactly right. Satan's trap. Satan isn't always to destroy, it's to corrupt. And we're missing this so big a deal because oh. corruption means that we lose the importance, the value, and the blessings that God gives us. So we start to look at God and we go, well, God, where are you? Yeah. Well, why don't we start with this? Where are you? Right? So as we sit here and we look at this and people go, well, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know what to do. We're going to try to find God in our marriage. Might be a good time. Would have been better beforehand. But let's get back to it and let's see if we can heal this through Jesus. And so, what we're enduring right now yeah. again is so much of a gift, and it's a hard one. This is, this is yeah. love. Okay, so this is love. Yeah. We like to think of love as happy. We like yeah. to think of love as easy. Love as beneficial. Here's love. I am going to break everything. 
everything that you have done that worshiped yeah. in the wrong way other than in me, I am going to break because I love you. This is God. I love you. Mm-hmm. And from yeah. the ashes, yes, I will yes. see those that will rise up, that will turn their eyes towards me, and you will become the new image of what kingdom needs to be. And through you as a remnant, I will raise you up and you will become the shining light of the city on the hill. You will become those that will want to flock to and say, how do I do this? And you will then become the preservation of kingdom and the expansion of kingdom, the teachers, the mentors of the future generations. That's where we are. That's where we are. So I want to do a little plug because I want to help you guys out uh, a little bit. God gave me a word the other day. Um, let me see what date this was so you guys can go back and find it. June 4th. So go to our Rumble channel and find this. It says, huge word from God. And it's about divine, natural, and man-made marriages. It was one of the most powerful words that I've ever gotten. Lee and I gave it. We were just out on our back deck. I came downstairs and I was like, Lee, I got this word. She's like, we got to do a video it on this so right powerful. now. Impromptu, didn't plan it. Divine, natural, and man-made marriages. I want you guys, I want to give you guys permission to do one thing. For those of you that are trapped in marriages that you feel like are not God and you should get out of, I'm going to give you permission to pray into that. God may be speaking to you. I also want to give permission to those of you that are in a marriage and people are pressuring you to get out of it, but you feel like you've got to stay because this is God. I want to give you permission to stay because here's the deal. We have to shred every preconceived notion that we have from the church or from the world as far as what marriage is and whether we're supposed to stay and stick it out or whether we're supposed to leave because it is not the same for everybody. And don't you listen to anybody that tells you that they know what God wants for you. Only God can speak to you. But there are times in a marriage where you are supposed to cut. That was never from God and you are supposed to leave. And there are times in a marriage where it seems very difficult and everything in you wants to leave and God is saying you stay because if you stay this person is going to turn around and they are going to come to me and each situation is different and so I think that that needs to be said so just go and find that video and watch it because I just want to release a lot of you guys and Scott I know we don't have a whole lot of time and I'm thinking maybe we should enter into prayer sooner than later because I feel like we have some words for the Bards Nation and I know you do too and before you do I just want to give a shout out because um the Bards Nation has some of the strongest marriages that I've met Yes, that's so true. Kevin and his family came out to old school survival boot camp. Kevin and his wife are doing it right. Yeah. They've raised three really great, respectful kids. He homeschools, he takes care of his kids, and he is a man of God. So shout out to Kevin. You're doing it right. And shout out to all the families that are doing all, it right. Shout out to all the families and all the people that we got to meet uh who came out to old school. And I would and to, to the Barnes family. So the Barnes John family is doing a generational thing uh where John and Stacy are farming, their kids are farming, they just their the, grandkids. Their grand- kids are farming and they're getting into the power of God. They're starting to homeschool. They're doing this as a generational thing. So it's not just about um, just you and a spouse. This is generational. God wants generational families with kids, grandkids, great grandkids and rebuilding things. Uh, There's a whole family north of Dayton. Um, uh, I forget their last names, but the daughter's name is Liberty. Her dad listens is a is a Bards Nation guy, and he is creating a generation of strong marriages underneath of him. And so this is this is the good kind of patriarchy, okay? Not the one that says women can't do this or women can't do that. This is the kind where a man wants to make sure that his his kids are blessed and following God. So let me, let me just add this, and then we're, Michelle, you can start with prayer after that. Sound good? Yep. Okay. So. This has been a a pretty hard-hitting show focused on the failures, and it needs to be said. 
Love is not easy. And this is a compassionate, and I can tell you honestly, this is all Holy Spirit led because I, this is now like the third show I've done on this in the last five days. And we didn't know where the show was going to go today. I'm, I'm just going to speak men to men very quickly. Pride and ego are the greatest destroyers of who we are. If you want to follow great models, go to Bards Fest and listen to Sergeant Major Joe Vega, listen to Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. You hear, you hear me all the time. So you'll see a reflection of the people that I've worked with and who I revere. As friends, as mentors, as great warriors I've stood with. We all have something to learn from each other. And to say mentor to somebody, sometimes people are like, oh, you're lesser. No, because we can learn from each other. God intends that. Mm -hmm. We need a mighty warrior class of men. God's raising that up. It doesn't look like what we think. It looks mm -hmm. like what it is in the heart. So I don't really care. It was a great piece written by a guy the other day. He's a former special forces guy. And he says, I don't care how much gun handling you have. What I care is where your heart is. And that's what I that's what God wants. He wants your heart. When you put your heart there, everything pivots. It it absolutely enrages me when I hear of women having to be afraid of their husband or that their husband's in a tirade angry, or that we have married men wanting to meet with women and trying to say that it's okay and meeting a single alone. Look, there's a corruption in these hearts, and it goes on. I have a list of things, and I'm not going to hit them all. Men start being men and start being pure in Jesus. It's that simple. Walk boldly with Christ and understand that you're being a warrior in this world, and that to do that, you have to let go of the flesh and the lusts of this world, including material things. I don't care what you drive. I've got a great Jeep. God gave me that. That's God's Jeep. I don't care if you drive a, a big lifted four-wheel drive with a Hemi and a, and a big old Cummins diesel. Cool. But it doesn't make you. What makes you at the end of the day is your heart. And when you get to that place and understand that, it doesn't matter whether you can shoot with, with, with a level of, of CQB and professionalism of, of, of a soft guy or whether you can bake bread and run a grill. Come on. The focus is that you have the heart of a man to stand up and to lead and to build and to do so for kingdom. And where God leads you is where you go. And that makes where everything starts to equal. And this is literally the army that God is raising up because what we have in this mightiness of the kingdom army is a, a, an adaptability and a resourcefulness that when everybody comes to the plate and everybody comes to the line in the way God intends, no enemy can defeat that because there, there's resilience upon resilience that Satan can't mimic. He can't even mock. He doesn't have it. All they have is hatred and anger. And so when you can turn to people to know that suddenly can build a great barbecue team like Jim Conley and lead that, and you have people like Duncan that can do great things with video and audio and, and raise up a small team, and when you have other women that are stepping in and leading in their mighty roles that they do, everybody is on the line here. We're working together. And when we understand the mightiness of that, worry about everything else. Let, let your passionate desires, your lustfulness, your emptiness, your wounds, turn it over to Jesus and let it be healed. And turn to those, including women, that can pray into that and heal you and set you free. We must set ourselves free, keep ourselves free, and help others to be free. That is the three tenets of our walk.
And when we do that, we walk in the mightiness of kingdom. Everything else falls in place. Mic drop. Boom. I think we need to pray. That's so good. I do want to put you on the spot and ask you a question real quick. I think I know the answer to this. And it is a leading question. You'll know what I want, but I want you to be honest. Yeah. Do you feel more manly in your Jeep or when you go out and visit your cows? You know, I'm going to answer that in a weird way. I feel more manly when I center myself in the Holy Spirit wherever he takes me. And it has nothing to do with any of that. It all has to do with the presence of where God wants me. Because when I focus on me being in my Jeep, I just feel like a redneck, be blunt. When I focus on being with my cows, I just feel like some dude that's got some privilege that has some cows that other people don't. When I focus on where God wants me to be, come on. There is, and this, I'm going to take it one step further because it's a great question. And I've shared this on the show, and I'm really glad you asked this. When I walk where God wants me to be, it's interesting because my desires, I mean, I love to shoot, I love to do these things, but it's like those just become fun things to do. They don't become crutches because what I know that God is building in me is the power of the Holy Spirit that wields the sword of the Spirit that is mightier than anything on this earth. And I am building a, an understanding, not a confidence, but an understanding in Him that is greater, so greater than me, I can walk anywhere and be fine. Yeah. And that's as I walk, that's where he wants me. And it's there that we then, I feel comfortable when I read Ezekiel 34 going, whew, good, man. I'll be hopefully on that good side, not on the bad side of getting my tail kicked because I, you, you were, you're a bad shepherd, if that makes sense. <laughs> you answered the cre- question correctly. That was the right answer. Very good. God <laughs> and actually you answered my second question, which I had two, I had two ready. Do you feel more manly when you're out shooting or do you feel more manly when you're up, you know, slaying demons, you know, like with the spiritual uh, to, to be honest, I, I, there's more fun slaying demons than there is shooting steel targets. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Because I, I know, I know that what's happening there is greater than me. Right. <laughs> exactly. And steel targets are steel targets are fun. Don't get me wrong. Let's be clear. All right, Michelle, let's kick it off. Let's do some prayer. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time that we have had with our brother uh, and his family, even though they've become our family too, the Bards family, and we love them so much. We are so privileged to be a part of uh, what they're doing. But God, you have given us a heart for the our fellow warriors in this fight. And I thank you that you've given us the opportunity to talk about your heart. Your heart is their heart, what they're what they're going through and their struggles. So right now, I want to speak to those women out there. In the name of Jesus, we are loosing you from these demonic whispering voices that are whispering into your ear that you need something fleshly when God is saying, I'm offering you something spiritual that will then fulfill all of your fleshly needs and desires. It will fulfill the fact that you need that chicken coop built. It'll fulfill the fact that you do need to have your kids have somebody in their lives that shows them how to be a man, that they will get all of the things that they need when they submit to you and they resist the devil. So right now in the name of Jesus, Satan, you cannot have any more authority. You do not have any place or any ground to stand on to speak into any woman's ear that listens to this podcast. You do not have any authority. We have, God broke it. Jesus broke it 2000 years ago and we are staking the claim and we are raising that black flag in the name of Jesus. And as Leah and I come on this show, we are defending our sisters and we are saying you will no longer speak that black goo that goes into their ear and into them and makes them feel like they are nothing, that they are worthless, that they don't hold any value because no men in this world have ever made them feel valued, but you are precious. 
Mm-hmm. You are worthy. God values you. You are a princess. You are a queen. When God looks at you, he sees you as something that is absolutely the most beautiful thing that he ever created. And he is going to make sure that you are taken care of and you are provided for, and you are also a warrior. You have the authority to do a JL tent spike to the temple of anything that stands in the way of God's mission of advancing the kingdom. Mm. Do not sit on the sidelines and think, I just can't do it. I am tied down. I have too much baggage. I'm too weak. You are a strong and mighty warrioress in this army and we need you. You are needed. Women, we need you. We do not need you to sit on the sidelines and have a pity party and just wait for a man to swoop in and save you. We need you to go and save men. There are men out there that you are called to go and save. So we need you to to, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And we plead a hedge of protection. Right now, I see a spiritual bubble that is falling in um, in arches all across the world to women that are listening to this message right now. I thought I was going to pray for the men, but apparently I've got a heart for the women right now. And I'm seeing this hedge of protection around you and around your family and around your mind right now in the name of Jesus. No longer will you be lied to and listen to those lies and ingest them. And we are breaking the bonds and we are breaking those oaths that you made with the devil to commune with the devil and to entertain him and to repeat back those curses that he was speaking into your mind in the name of Jesus. I am calling out a nation full of Deborahs who will lead and judge properly. Wow. Who will judge between the righteous and the wicked, who will say to the men, please go fight this battle. God has called you to go fight this battle. And sometimes you're going to need to lift them up. Sometimes you're going to need to pray that wow. hold up their hands in prayers. Yes. I'm calling forth a nation of Phoebe's and Junia's and women who are ready to lay down their lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, for the women that are mothers, that they have giftings and they have callings. I pray, Father God, that you give them supernatural wisdom on how to protect their children, to raise good, righteous men and women of God. I do pray for holy, righteous marriages in the future because you desire us to, to take to take the take the next step to advance the kingdom and there will be marriages mm-hmm. there will be times there will be bards marriages <laughs> okay there will be tons of them but you guys it's got to be on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and so we have got to recognize the place that we are in so father god every single person listening right now i pray that when they when they go to bed at night that you give them dreams and you give them visions yes. and you show them where are they supposed to be what are their gifts and callings i, I spiritually in the spirit right now we just lay hands on everybody and we impart gifts of wisdom gifts of knowledge spiritual gifts so whether they're in the grocery store whether they're at the gym whether they're at you know picking their kid up from school that the holy spirit is going to hit and they will knock the devil just flat on his back that wherever they go wherever your feet trod that that is land that you are claiming for jesus christ that you are a warrior I I pray, Father God, that you give every single person right now listening spiritual eyes to see who they are, who you've created them to be. And even the kids, I call on the Bard's kids. You are anointed. You are called like our founding father's kids. You are going, you are, God is raising you up right now to be mature. To be to to do a a quick maturity, you are not going to be like the other kids in your grade. Amen. You are going to be like adults, 
at 15 or 16 years old. You are going to help your fathers. You are going to help your mothers. You are going to be part of this battle, part of this victory, because we need you. And Father God, I pray that you strengthen the families that listen to you, that are yes. calling you. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you provide all their needs. I pray, Father God, that these families that are already together, they are called to help lead and to show other people how to do it. That you open up these doors where people wouldn't have listened to them before, but now they're ready. How did you do it? How did you create a marriage? How did you love your wife? How do you love your husband? How do your how are your kids so good? And you teach them. You teach them what God has taught you. So I thank you, Father God, that you are setting up all over the nation these little pods where communities are going to help one another. They're going to help do their, uh, each other build their barns. They're going to help each other build their houses. We need men to have skills. I pray for divinely uh, supernatural quickening of 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 the the plans and the building plans and the ability to do things with maybe without electricity or even without a generator. God is going to show you how to how to hew logs. God is going to show you how to make joints that you, when you don't need nails. God is going to yes. show you how to make metal to be metal workers. There are giftings and callings that God has in heavens for you to work with your hands that are in the heavens. And if you lift up your hands right now and you say, God, give me my spiritual giftings wow. to do yes. what I've been called to Jesus. do, whether it's uh, to, to farm, whether it's to work with horses, God is going to download inside of you these manuals because this is the quickening hour of the Holy wow. Spirit. So he is going to teach you things that you did not know how to do before. And you, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. You get in the, you get, get in your closet and you just say, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I need those spiritual gifts. I need to work with the Holy yes. Ghost. I need to do this because I need information that my ancestors had and my great, great grandpappy had. And I don't have that, wow. but they're in heaven and they are praying for you. You are surrounded by a great, great cloud of witnesses. They are watching you. They are cheering you on. And that information is getting imparted into you Come right, on, now. right now. And that's what you need to be yes. focused on instead of looking at porn that's not it no 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 i need to know what my great great grandpappy knew oh, about plowing i need to know what my great great grandmammy knew about how to heal people with herbs oh, yes. these are the things you're going to be thinking about how do i use whorehound how do i use wormwood how do i use this not to kill people with these herbs so father <laughs> god is going to show you how to use this natural these natural plants to heal to restore so that they go and no weapon formed against us will prosper so that if they try to bring a bug we've got the natural cure because god has a natural cure for anything and if there's no actual natural cure there's a supernatural cure if you break a bone god's going to show you how to lay hands on the stick and that bone is going to weave yes. back together he's going to show you how to sew up wounds he's going to show you how to heal and cleanse and what's antimicrobial and what's antibacterial and these are the kind of things that god is going to work this is god working with the natural and the supernatural joining to create together to create this super nation this is wow. the kingdom y'all yes. when oh jesus my. said Amen. i have come to preach the kingdom this is the kingdom when he Hallelujah. said my kingdom is coming my kingdom is here this is the kingdom when we operate out of the kingdom so we can go to our father god and we say we got a problem here how do we fix it he's going to say hey you got stung by a bee choose some plantain and put it right on there and he's going to show you what to do you have to be in tune with the holy spirit because if you're looking at porn you're going to have to go through and cast out demons and do all these things you got to be at the ready and so i thank you father god for everybody listening that there's a joy right now there's a weight lifting all these demons are fleeing Come on, they're the not coming Jesus. back i thank you that we're he's good uh, scott is going to get these messages the bards family's gonna say 
I just had a freedom go. I just, this <laughs> demon came off my back. I see it now. Yes, I saw yes, what I'm supposed yes. to do. I'm supposed to learn how to do bread. I'm supposed to learn how to weave cloth. I'm supposed to get a spinning wheel. And God is going to provide for these things because you have been storing up treasures in heaven. And we just call on those treasures in heaven. Yes. And we call on that. There's going to be a currency exchange. If you need cash, it'll be there. If you need gold, silver, it'll be there. If you need God just to bring you something, it'll be there. And when you work and you start working out of the kingdom, God, you are working with God. I need you guys to start preaching the kingdom of God, understanding what the kingdom of God is. It is the second covenant. And as you are, guys are bringing in the kingdom, ushering in the kingdom, okay? And the kingdom advances. There will be another second mass exorcism like you've Whoa, never seen, just on. like the first mass exorcism that happened when the gospel was spreading. Now we're going to see another mass exorcism and you aren't going to recognize these places because with it, some people are going to die because these demons are keeping them alive. Wow, and so you're going to see on. cities cleared Hallelujah. out. You're going to see cities that used to have a ton of tourists they're not going to be here anymore be there anymore there's going to be a mass exorcism and and a mass die-off of all sin and all perversion Whoa. of all wickedness you're going to look for it and, and say where was this sin what was this and it won't be there anymore yes. and there will be holiness and righteousness because you have sought my face you have sought the king and he has said now that you've been able to pray the prayer the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man okay. avails much when you pray what God wants you to pray and he is asking you to pray then you know that you have what you ask when you start asking God to tell you what to pray all your prayers will be answered in Jesus name amen well father God we just want to thank you for this coming together today to really strike in deep at some of the pressing issues and so with the authorities given to us by Jesus himself to have dominion over all evil Father, we declare that all the chains that are binding into the into the lusts and the physical flesh be broken. Amen. Amen. That in this in this prayer today, that all those that are listening be be freed from those bondages <laughs> that are holding them back. That they are committing themselves to those things of the flesh and forgetting the holiness and miracles of the kingdom. Father, we we pray right now for the the power of your voice and your wisdom to settle in upon the hearts of the many to break down the strongholds, and to truly see and understand purpose and direction. This is a time now, Father, that we're calling both the soldiers and the warriors, where the soldiers are all of us as we stand on the line, and the warriors are those that step into the fight. But Father, let us not be judging one another, but understand the function of each, that we're there to support, to raise, and to fight forward, to raise up the kingdom, to build the kingdom strongholds, to send out the missions from those, to start planting new flags, and to try to take each step back in, in each community, in each place across this nation and across the nations of the world. Father, we're in a profound moment in time when we're pivoting the tables and we're silencing the voices of the whispers of the father of lies, that we're casting out truly those darkness that tells us that we can't and realizing that we can, that we're stepping into the place of the sons and daughters of the Most High, proclaiming our authorities, Father. And in so doing, we're stepping into the place that says that we are overcomers, not that we are unworthy. So, Father, with that, we we pray for this moment where the banner of Christ flies above us, that our, our faith begins, begins stronger and more deeply anchored in the rock of faith, that all those things that are built on the, on the foundations of sand are shed away, and that as we lean into this and open our eyes with eyes that only you can give us to see, that we see the pathway forward, we build the empathy in our heart, we empower ourselves with the greatness of love, and that we truly embrace what it is to be a meek warrior in this hour to be mighty in the face of evil, to be compassionate for those that have been, been waylaid, have been sick, that are they have no power, 
to raise them up and to truly walk that path of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, and pursuing that greater word, greater works than he. Bless us, Father, in this hour. We thank you for the resistance chicks and all that they do. We thank you for this continues, continued conversations to raise up your voice and to open our eyes to the greatness of the kingdom and the Holy Spirit. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Remember, guys. All right. God says, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. That's what I want you to take home with you. Absolutely. That's the true authority right there that Jesus gave us. And we need to embrace that. We shouldn't be where we are. We shouldn't be waffling. We shouldn't even be questioning. We'd like when demon comes at you, you see these things. It's like what we talk about so often. And I'm, I just want to kind of close with this thought. And this is for your audience and a reminder for Bars Nation. Set up prayer teams. These are breaching teams. These are assault teams. This can be done on a text. Set up yeah. a two or three person text. You should be doing this three, five, ten times a day. Every issue that pops up that the enemy's there, hit a text, have everybody receive it that are in your team, take a pause, pray into it, and break that stronghold. Yes. The enemy's not prepared for this, and we're not doing this enough, and we're not taking our authorities into the greatest power we have, which is prayer warfare. And when we do this, we start to shred him. We open the gateways to the angelic order to step in. We The, the, the war angels step in and start slaying, and we're there with them because we We've given them the authorities and we're taking our authorities back. And what is loosed in heaven now will manifest on earth. It will be. So this is where we start to see a tremendous shift in direction when we embrace our power and quit doing the like, I don't see it. Don't worry about it. Pray into it. It's going to come. Amen. God is mighty. He hears every one of our prayers. Amen. So good, Scott. Right? So, all right. This has been awesome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Talk to you soon. God bless. Well, Patriots, that was the Resistance Chicks, and we're very blessed to have them in chat tonight as well. They are two wonderful ladies with the Holy Spirit that they just walk with the Holy Spirit and light up the trail with fire as they go. And it's obviously a great conversation every time we get together. It's really important right now to take a lot of what we talked about and reflect on it when you get a chance, pray on it. We really are in a critical time, and the war against men and women is extreme. This is very much a spiritual and demonic attack that's coming in daily and viciously, and nobody is uh, is immune from it. No matter how strong you think you are, you have to be constantly in the vigilant place of a warrior, making sure your armor is up, making sure you're doing regular repentance before God for the things that we know we did and things that we don't know and seeking those out to be shown so that we can grow. So much of this time is about us being refined in the fires to become greater to become truly greater in the authorities given to us and our inheritance, which we are the children of the Most High. So with that, we take that responsibility. We understand the greaterness of that. And as we get closer to Father, he begins to open our heart to see the world in a greater way through his eyes. And things become greater, bigger, and our responsibilities become greater. Where much is given, much is asked. So this is our walk. It's an amazing time to be alive. It's an amazing time to be present. It's an amazing time to be engaged in what is truly one of the most intense and vicious moments in human history. But we will overcome, and we will overcome because we walk with Jesus, and our hearts are with him, our Father. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. 
but we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line.
This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.